You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 230. In this episode, I'm talking to Catherine Hill on how she manages to be on maternity leave and run a six-figure business. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, uplevel your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Katrin Hill, who is one of the leading experts on Facebook in the German-speaking market. Through her free content and courses, she teaches how you can increase your organic reach on Facebook. Katrin's success story is not just about how she has built and runs her business today, but even more inspiring is how she's able to do it with a young daughter and now with a newborn son. Do you want more freedom in your life and business like Katrin? Grab the Plan Your Profit Success Guide, where you can map out your freedom plan. Go to signal.com forward slash 230 to grab the guide, and there you also find links to Catherine and her programs. I'm so excited to be here with Catherine Hill and talk about how to be on maternity leave and run a six-figure business. You're such a role model, Katrin. Thank you for being on the show and sharing with my audience how you do it. Thank you very much, Sigrun. I'm very excited to share what I've done this year with my newborn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What year is this in your business? I am in year six now. So I'm not a total beginner, but it's uh, my second baby. So I've had two maternity leaves, if you would call it like that, in my business era. <laughs> yes. And you are one of those people that both I, even if I don't have my own children, I have two stepchildren, but I and many others, and I know that my clients admire how you seem to do it so easily. There is not much let's say, complaining about not having the time or, you know, using your kids as an excuse, which really annoys me because you should enjoy having children and not, you know, put blame on them, even if you want to run a business. So you seem to do it with such joy and ease. And I know, we know that maybe not everything is easy, but it feels like you have a positive attitude towards it. So we wonder if there's any kind of a secret formula here. <laughs> what do you think it is? I think for one reason, I see my children as opportunities because the, with my children, with knowing that I'm pregnant, I changed my business completely. That was um, the case the first time when I was pregnant 2014. I made the decision to position myself on one topic, Facebook marketing. Before I was all over the place, I did a lot of different things. And I saw pregnancy as an opportunity to change something, to change my business and become successful. So thanks to my children, I must say I'm successful now because I wouldn't be here now without having a family. 
And again, this year with my newborn, this time it's a son. I have a little girl, three and a half years, and a son now, a bit more than four months. And again, a lot of things have changed. I'm restructuring my business, and that really helps me even to get more successful. And that's what I think is the secret sauce, because <laughs> I'm not, as you were saying, using them as an excuse, but I think about what can I do to make my business more successful, even though I have the children or because I have the children, I want to be a role, role model for them as well, right? Yeah. So take us back. You said six years ago you started your business and you have a fascinating story that even though you might have shared this somewhere else before and you have been on my podcast before, please share with us quickly how you came to start your business six years ago. It was a bit of a chance, let's say. I didn't plan to be self-employed. My parents are self-employed and I said, I never want to work that much. <laughs> I don't want to be self-employed. But we were traveling in New Zealand and we wanted to settle and I was looking for a job and I saw that there was so much demand for somebody to help with online marketing that I became a web angel. <laughs> in New Zealand. So I started to help local businesses to develop their online presence. That's how I started. That's what I did in Germany when we returned as well. And for many years, I supported small businesses with this. So anything around website development, strategies around online marketing, social media, and as I said, 2014, I was, oh my God, I have to change something. I'm working so much. I have so many clients. I get paid by the hour. And I thought I was already watching some online marketeers. And I was like, wow, I want that too. I want online courses. I was very drawn to that kind of business model. And I started to learn more about it because it's so different to the local businesses that I was supporting that I started to see how can I do it? How can I make the switch? And I quickly saw that I have to position myself. So I chose one topic and that was the big step to success, I would say, because I focused on one thing and that allowed me to be even more an expert in that topic. Mm. But I know you also did a lot of Let's say you, you prepared the ground well, you built a community before you actually start to introduce any products. Can you share a little bit about that? Yes. So that was for 2014. I decided to position myself and for about one and a half years during pregnancy and during maternity leave, if you want to call it like that, because I was still working, I was still supporting the businesses, but I focused a lot more on my business development. So I was blogging, I started to record videos, I was supporting others about Facebook for free online. So I was, I didn't have my own Facebook group, I was in others' Facebook groups and I was just posting, answering questions and people started to tag me there. So they were like, ah, oh, you wanna know something about Facebook? I know Katrin is the, the one who can help you. So I had a name out there. I was developing a community around me. I was growing my Facebook page, my email list, but I had no product, as you were saying. So that really only started 2016. I would even say my actual online business started in January 2016. 
Yeah, that's interesting. So basically, even though you were doing website development and social media, it is still a totally different. It's more of a freelance business that you had before and more offline, If you, even if you are doing online product or online projects for others. Yes. Yes. So only 2016. That's been an amazing growth. So tell us, from 2016 till today, it's only we're recording this middle of August here. It's like two and a half years roughly two and a half years yes and that's been on one way a roller coaster well maybe in a positive way a very fast growth with one child and then another one how would you recap that now when you're sharing that again yes i when i started i was successfully right away i could say i had a first my first launch was a five-figure launch already, almost 20,000 euros, because I had already built up that community before. So it's very important that people know that for about one and a half years, I was only helping for free. So people were really keen and eager to buy from me. So when I launched, when I had my first product, they really wanted it. So they were waiting for it already. So the launching was great. I didn't know nothing about launching. So I just did something. I just watched others. I had no course, nothing on it. I was just watching others and trying to repeat it on my own way. And it really worked so well that I knew I had to learn more about it. So that's when I started to work with you. And I, I joined your mastermind groups. And it was amazing to learn <laughs> this stuff because I before you know I was I didn't know about it I wasn't using it strategically I was just doing what I was doing and probably wasting a lot of time and and then I started to work strategically on my online business and I kept launching so I repeated what worked well and changed a few things and I just repeated that until today and it's amazing how fast you can grow in such a very short period of time 2016 i almost had a hundred thousand euros already in income and i doubled and tripled every year so it's amazing how i can even keep this business now with a newborn you know it's been growing a lot i had no team members whatsoever when i started now I have five team members, freelancers working for me with different kind of jobs. And it's been changing a lot. And I try to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> and in one of those launches, you had a six-figure launch. Yes, I did. I had a six-figure launch, one course, more than 120,000 euros uh, income, which is amazing and such a great course. It was a six-month program, so a very intense Facebook course and it's amazing. Yeah, that was last year. That's fantastic. You know, six-figure launches are not so common. So uh, I wanted to call that out and tell the audience about it. But yeah, you have been growing and you've been relaunching. But when uh, you knew you were pregnant, I remember that you told us in the mastermind group, now this is your second or third mastermind group you're in, that you told us that you want to baby-proof your business even more. Can you tell us what you kind of exactly did? Did you take a break from some programs? Did you restructure? Did you hire more people? Like you said, now you have five. Was that a conscious decision in this time? Yes, for sure. So I did restructure, for example, that big course launch that I had last year. I did not do that this year. So I took a break from that big course because it's a lot of work in the background. It's not just the launch, which is already quite 
uh, hard to do, quite strenuous, but the course itself, I give a lot of support. So I'm not doing that. That's my big master course. That's one decision I made. I was really thinking about this, but it does not make sense with a baby to do something like that. I hired a project manager slash technical person as well. So what I did this year is focus on two things to still have my income because I had to think about what can I do if I don't have my big course, if I don't have my huge launch, what can I do to still have my income? And I decided on two things. So one of them is affiliate marketing. I am really starting now to do a high volume affiliate marketing, let's say it like that. I did it last year already. I was selling Samba, for example, which is great because it's a program I'm in and I really love, you know, and it makes it easy to sell it. But this year I, ha I added other products as well. So I was looking at my audience, checking what they need, what they want, and I was selling courses that I don't own and helped the owners to sell it, let's say it like that. So that was a big portion of my income. This year, um, it's more than 50% of my income. And um, I've already done the six-figure mark this year, so the year's not even over yet, and I, <laughs> I have earned more than six figures already. And the other portion is I'm trying to focus on building my evergreen funnel. So I have these two income streams, and my evergreen funnel, meaning that I want to sell my course by itself. So it, <laughs> it sells by itself and I use webinars doing this. And that's the, the two ways of income that I've developed now and that I'm still working on. It's not finished yet. My evergreen funnel for sure is not finished and my affiliate launches are not finished. <laughs> you know, and this is what, what really is the, the, my income, where my income is coming from now. But that's a super smart thing because affiliate marketing, I know we, we discussed this also inside the mastermind, um, affiliate marketing sometimes has a taint of like, uh, that's not something I like to do. And I know I had this opinion myself. And then I changed my mind when I realized if you think about your ideal client and the people who are already on your list who love what you do, if you love a product, if you are in a program, and I know this from a being affiliate myself for other programs, why not share it with your audience? It's almost like you're holding back. It's like, let's say you go to a good restaurant and then you don't want to tell your friends about it. It's similar. And why shouldn't you then benefit from sharing that with them? Of course, you're going to be selective and you're not going to break the trust with your audience. So I think it's super smart way in your situation or anyone who needs to take a little break. It doesn't have to be a maternity leave. It could be you just want to slow down one year in your business and you do more affiliate marketing. So I think that's super smart. And automating, it's been, uh, it's more difficult than people think. Yes, that's why I have that fifth person on my team now to help me with all the technical things. I could do it myself, but it would take a lot of time. So, <laughs> so I decided to focus on the strategy and then let him do all the work around it. And that really worked well. So I'm trying to do anything that doesn't involve that much time and from my side that the business is still running because affiliate marketing is not easy either. Many think I'm going to just share a link and people will buy. That's not how it happens. You really have to work for it. It's a proper launch as well. 
and I'm trying to be a lot more prepared. So usually I would go into a launch and do a little bit here, a little bit there, think about what can I do in the afternoon, <laughs> you know, like very spontaneous reaction more, more or less. And now it's very well prepared. So many months before I'm, I'm sitting down and I'm uh, seeing what I can do to launch something and I take a lot more time in, in the strategy side of it so my team can actually do it, you know. So that has saved me a lot of time and even the evergreen funnel, it is a lot of work and it takes a lot of time. That's why I knew I would uh, not be done after a month or so, right? It, it takes a few months to set up the funnel. I'm still not finished, of course, but it's something that once it is running, it is set up in a way so I have almost no work anymore. So for example, my evergreen funnel, when, when you buy my, my product, I do have a support group. I have a Facebook group in my course that will help you and you can ask all questions, but I'm not answering them. My team is answering them. So I only jump in when they cannot find the answer to it, right? And that's maybe once a day, you know, it doesn't happen very often. They always have an answer to those questions. So I've set up my whole structure that I can slowly get out of the business. I'm mainly at this point responsible for creating free content so people become aware of me. Mm. I think that's super interesting. And for anyone listening, especially mothers of young children, entrepreneurs, they're like affiliate marketing, Evergreen Funnel, please tell us more. So the Evergreen Funnel is a product you already created. When did you create it? And you did launch it in the past. That was 2016. Yes. Yeah. So just to clarify, this was a working product. You launched it how many times? Four times in total. Yeah. Yeah. Four times in total. And you, you had to make income from it and you knew it was something you could sell in an evergreen funnel, you had the proof of concept already. And how are you changing it into evergreen funnel? I kind of know what you've been doing, but just that you share with the audience that this is a process of several months. Why? I try to make it easy. <laughs> I started to create a webinar around it. So I created a webinar and tested that webinar with 30 people. So very small audience. I only sent it to a hundred people on my list. 30 people signed up, uh, 15 arrived to the webinar, and I had really great feedback on it. And next step was, I took that webinar, sent it to a designer, and he, she made it pretty. So that was the second step. So I would look at the webinar, the, it was designed very well, and I would do it again to a test audience of 50 people. And I got feedback, I changed a few things, a few slides, and then I did it again. So it's the sixth time now that I'm doing the webinar and every time it gets better and better. And once I feel really good with it, I'm going to use this webinar as a webinar that you can watch anytime. So it is something that you really need some time to develop. You have to improve. It's Normally, when I was doing webinars, I would do it for the first time ever with a big audience, 500, 1,000 uh, people watching. And now I try to keep it small and get better and better and make it bigger later. So this is the very rough setup. I try to do a webinar, repeat it until I'm really happy with conversions, with the numbers. So two numbers, for example, are very important. How many people of the ones who signed up are actually live to the webinar. 
There's no replay. I tell them up front. I give them three reminders. I get a reminder 24 hours up front saying in 24 hours we're going to start. They get another reminder six hours before and another one 30 minutes before. So I really want to make sure they, they actually join the webinar. They only get a replay if they are live. If they're not live, they're invited to the next one. So I really try to get them on the webinar because the webinar has such great vibes that it is easier to sell. The other number would be how many do I sell during the webinar? And that's a big focus I have right now. So I sell during the webinar. I don't want them to sell afterwards. I want them to buy during the webinar. And that's the two numbers I try to improve every time. Mm. And how long are between the webinars? Is it a whole month or just a couple of weeks? couple of weeks. Yeah. Super smart. And I know, you know, this is the typical process that most people go through. And I'm glad you described it in so much detail because passive income, automated webinars, evergreen funnels, uh, there is the misconceptions out there that, hey, I just take the webinar I did in the last launch and just put it into, a, you know, automated uh, webinar and I've done. No, you have to actually do it just the way you described it. Smaller audience, improve and tweak and tweak and tweak. Because once you put an automated funnel, you run ads to it. And when it's not live, we know what happens. Yeah, cold audience. I have a, a conversion rate at the moment of people who buy during the webinar of more than 10%. So it's about 12 to 13%, which is a lot. And we know already when it's not live, when the energy is not the same, people cannot use the chat, for example, it drops dramatically. So I'm thinking probably something around 2%. I'm expecting. So it really needs to be a very good webinar in order to sell later on with a cold audience because they're going to be people that don't know me very well. And I have a warm up sequence. So when they sign up, they get three videos, short videos, two and three minutes um, of telling them who I am and why I can tell them what, I, <laughs> what I'm telling them about Facebook marketing, why I know so much about Facebook marketing. It warms them up a little bit, but it's still not enough possibly to buy a product, which is quite cheap, I have to say. It's a 300 euros product, so it's not a very expensive one. That's why the conversion is so great. Of course, otherwise it would not be that great. But that's the process I'm going through right now. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I just think we want to dispel these myths about online business can be easy, but it's also work, you know? Not that it's hard work, but it just is a lot of repetition and refinement. And coming back to the affiliate marketing, which was the other way that you kind of baby proving your business this year, you mentioned you treat the, you know, so you don't have to work after this you sell, which is a huge benefit, uh, but you treat the affiliate launches as if it was your own. Can you explain a little bit more? Yes, I think it's very important. If you do not do that, if you just share a link, it just doesn't work. To give you some numbers, if I get 1,000 clicks for an affiliate product, so I share an affiliate link and people click on it, I get maybe two or three sales. So the return on investment, you really have to know that it is a lot of work to get money at the end and you need a lot of clicks. And I really work on going through the whole launch with that affiliate product. So I don't just promote a webinar or something, but I 
have an interview, for example, with the course person, whoever is offering a course. For example, I had a course about GDPR, which is, of course, a, a really was very important for my audience. So I was very happy to work with somebody. And we had an interview together talking about this, giving out free information. And then I would check who would click on those links in my emails, who seemed to be interested in that topic. And I would send them more emails about the product if they wanted more about it. So those are things I try to track and I really have a big strategy around it. I send emails, I post on Facebook, on my profile, on my page. I have the messenger bot. So I send Facebook messages to all of my subscribers who are interested about that product. So I use a lot of different channels to reach everybody because just one post on Facebook just wouldn't be enough. No. That's important to know that uh, launching, even if you're affiliate, is just like that. It is a proper launch and people shouldn't go too lightheartedly in it. But this is amazing. So you are possibly going to have a multiple six-figure year with affiliate marketing and your evergreen funnel without doing your signature program. That's amazing. Yes, exactly. That was the plan to not work so much and prepare my year 2019. So after my, my daughter went to kindergarten, I could really start my online business. And that's my plan again. When, when the little one is in kindergarten, I, I'm going to have my 1 million euro year. And that's the plan at least for 2019. And I have to prepare for that now. So I have to really focus on list building, email list. My email list is one of my priorities and community building. So I want people to really get to know me and really be prepared for my big course coming next year. And I have to start early for that. Yeah. So I know mothers of young children are like, how much do you work? <laughs> <laughs> it's a question that I don't want to ask because I said, well, it's all up to different people. Some people think uh, working long hours is a bad thing. I don't think so. But of course, in your situation, you do not have the same time. But it seems like you do it with such ease. Is it just your positivity or are you really so relaxed about it? I just see the less I work, the more I get done, <laughs> you know, and like this week, it's the middle of August and I've worked one day only today. And it's just uh, after lunch now. And I have done so much this morning. It's amazing. When I'm focused, when I don't jump into emails or Facebook, you know, what really distracts you, I get so much done. And of course, I have my team. So what I did this morning for two hours was just getting tasks to all the team members so they know what to do for next week. Uh, we had a team meeting and things get done without me at this point. So that's a big uh, plus I have already. Not everybody has that, you know, but I know that maybe I work 20 hours, let's say roughly and on average, but I had a, a good month off after birth, which was end of March. You didn't see me on Facebook, you know, I was, everything was planned out. So I had all my content already scheduled and my team was doing the rest. So my emails were going out. Everything was prepared. I had nothing to do and the business was still running. It didn't look like I was sleeping, <laughs> even though I might have been, but everything was still there. There, I was still being the expert. I was 
people could still interact with me and my team would answer. So uh, that really made it easier. But I think it's all about preparation and getting ready for something like this, for, for a big change in my life. And I'm very, very happy, of course, and lucky that my little one is extremely easy. <laughs> He's sleeping a lot. And of course, I have a babysitter. So if I if I need to work, like Thursdays, for example, are my interview days. And I uh, try to only have interviews on Thursday. And for that time, I get a babysitter. I'm lucky I have my parents very close, so they can help me. If they don't have time, I find somebody else. Could be some pension here, you know, <laughs> in the village here. It's quite easy to find somebody, but I have all of this prepared. So I'm very flexible. And Thursdays, I know I need somebody and, and that works very well. Mm. It's interesting. You mentioned a couple of times that you say, oh, lucky to have the parents around. Of course, that's great. Uh, or lucky that he's sleeping. But knowing you for so long now, since middle of 2016, I truly believe it's your attitude. You know, it seems like when you want something, you find ways to do it. And maybe it has a little bit less to do with luck, but just positive mindset. I think so. I think everything is possible with children. I mean, I'm traveling. I've traveled right after birth, pretty much six weeks later, I was in Switzerland with you, you know, and it's great. I mean, he's very relaxed because I think I am very relaxed. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You are a true inspiration, Catherine, to mothers of young children and also someone like me who has stepchildren, just that I want to change the world. I want women to follow their dreams. I don't want them to use children as excuses. And interviewing someone like you or working together with someone like you just makes it so much easier. I said, yeah, just look at Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show and sharing that with my audience. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much, Simon. Do you want more freedom in your life and business like Catherine? Grab the Plan Your Profit Success Guide, where you can map out your freedom plan. Go to sign.com forward slash 230 to grab the guide, and there you also find links to Catherine and her programs. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode. <laughs>